three famous guys going incognito on a mission to bring you the most compelling stories. Rags to riches, paranormal activity, comedy, drama, murder, sadness and drama. It's all right here. This is Three Famous Guys, the podcast where no topic is off limits. And now your hosts, the international men of mystery, Gus, Jim, and Mark. All right, my name is Gus. This is the Three Famous Guys, and with me today uh, is Jim. We don't have Mark with us, but two of the f- three famous guys are here. But we also have a fill-in for Mark, and that's Heather. Heather, how are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Now, Heather's been with us a couple other times on uh, a, a couple podcasts we did. Well, actually, three. We did her first. She was the very first podcast because Heather talks a lot, and we need someone that could talk a lot because we were struggling when we first started this, right, Jim? Yeah, pretty much, to say the least. So anyway. Uh, um, today we're, we have a, a guest with us today, but before we get to that, we'd like to uh, ask everyone if you would to follow us on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, uh, Amazon Music, Google, whatever platform you use. We ask that you would follow us on there because it helps us to be seen by a lot more people. Also on YouTube, please subscribe, hit the bell, like. Uh, all these things help us be seen by more people, uh, which helps us a lot, and we can bring even more content. So if you do that, we sure would appreciate it. Today we are going to talk about dating. Now we're not well dating. We're not going to really talk about someone that's going to help you uh, put a profile together to be seen necessarily on a dating site. We're going to talk to someone who's going to help you find the right kind of person. And she can correct me if I'm wrong, the right kind of person. So you don't have to necessarily go through a whole lot of people to find your the right one that fits uh, your personality. So today we want to welcome uh, Linda. And Linda, I'm not going to attempt your last name. I'm, I'm going to let you tell me. It's Geiger, like Geiger. Counter. Okay, Geiger, Linda Geiger. Now that's what I would have said, but I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to try it and get it wrong. So names are important. Anyway, with that, I'm going to let uh, Linda introduce herself here briefly and uh, just give us a little bit of background on what got you into this and how you started it, and maybe a little bit about yourself. And then we're going to uh, uh, come in and probably start asking some questions. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. It's so good to be here and to meet both of you guys. I know Heather. Um, from previous experience, which has been wonderful. Yeah, I actually am, uh, I can do the profiles too, so (laughs) I'll help with that as well. But my background is uh, lots of things. I'm old enough to have done lots of things in my life and very blessed by God to be led on a path with his help. I registered nurse as my career for decades. I was a COO of a not-for-profit. We built an operating room in Rwanda, and I learned how to be a coach, making your dreams come true coat a long time ago, a couple decades ago now, and then trained to be a, a wellness, health and wellness coach and taught some of that and got specifically interested in, in dating coaching. And God led me to uh, the idea that he really wanted me to specifically work with Christian women. And most of the time I work with women over 40, though some of my clients have been in their 20s and 30s as well. What got me into this is um, I'm, a, I'm a Christian and not a saint. I have been married twice, once for 16 years and once for 20 years. And I, with my first experience with sex, I gave up my a baby for adoption when I was 19. So lots of background that maybe people can relate to. 
when I went through my second divorce is when I, when this kind of, this path kind of evolved or unfolded. I woke up one night in the middle of the night, not knowing, remembering where I was and realized I'm in a little condo, not in the state where I was and didn't have my same job and everything had changed. And I just started to sob. I'm not much of a crier. I'm a, a 5'11 German Lutheran background be strong and stoic. But I just realized my whole life had turned upside down. Uh, I was where I believe God wanted me to be for some reason. And I thought I was done with love and dating and all those things. I was a mom, a grandma, a nurse. I had my career, had a home, had friends that I that I loved starting to get them in my new in my new location. But it was a big flip. But somehow God told me that I wasn't done yet with love. And wow, that was a thought. So I started doing what I do, studying it, looking at, you know, websites, reading books, podcasts, whatever it took to learn what was out there. And what I realized is I had to keep translating into Christian life what people were saying. And and that was fine. About 80% of it was on track. But what does God want from me? What does the Bible say about it? Um, there's a lot of talk about the universe wants you to do this. You're a goddess. You deserve greatness and using kind of a pushy go for it approach and and with my um my strong masculine energy in my work as an operating room director and being a COO of a not-for-profit I had a lot of that but God just kept nudging me along the way and uh I thought I don't even know what you want me to do with this so I worked with a few coaches as well and did some programs and I thought I just have a completely unique way to this and that God's guiding that. So that's a long answer to your question. At least I'll get us started on this discussion, hopefully. Part of the reason Heather's here, uh, and Heather can stop me if I'm going to go someplace she don't want me to go, but you have helped Heather um, in the past. And uh, according to Heather, she's been using some of your technique. Uh, correct, Heather? So, yeah, absolutely. Anything you want to say about that? Yeah. You know, um, well, first off, as a coach myself in a different uh, industry, my belief is coaches move people forward. And so when I saw um, Linda posting things about this area that I knew I needed work in, I reached out to her. I knew that I was stuck. So that's something that was a big deal to me is like, this area needs work. I'm not having success on my own. Who can help me? And that's where Linda came in and she's so fun to work with. I will tell you guys, um, she has greatly changed who I was. She basically holds a mirror up to you for you to become um, or be able to reflect back. And that is, I've got plenty of stories and I've got lots of, uh, Linda actually hasn't heard more recently that I get excited to share, but it does, it, it came from wanting some changes in an area. And in this case, it was a, a relationship area that brought Linda and I together. Okay, Linda, tell me uh, just out of curiosity, because I'm not a woman, obviously, but being a little bit older, sometimes I get set in my way. And it's just like, yeah, I'm tired. And I just, I just want things how I want things. Do you, do you find the same thing in the women you coach? Because obviously, uh, you know, they're 40 or over, mostly you said. I mean, how does how does that work? Or are women just a little more easier, open and giving? Well, women and men are different, as we know, in our culture, especially 
especially right now, kind of puts a damper on, on that fact, but I do support that greatly. Um, I think as humans, we do get stuck in what we've done before. And that's one of the things that we look at is what have you been doing in your dating life, life in your love life, and what is working and what isn't working? Um, as with going for a career, losing weight, increasing your finances, all those things we look at systems, what's what's uh, what's happening for you? And, and Heather mentioned the word stuck, which I used to hate that word, but now it's a great word for a coach because that's where we're looking is, where are we stuck? And we look at, um, well, some some a lot of women say, I just keep dating the same kinds of guys. I end up with the same same situation and I don't want to do that. And then that causes uh, almost paralysis or stuckness because I'm, I'm afraid of being with another narcissist. I'm afraid of being with another addict. And I guess I'm just meant to be alone because I can't figure this out. No, I was going to just um, piggyback on that. I think that that is so valuable because what we tend to see or hear in the women's world, and you men probably as well, but you know, in our little girlfriend world is a lot of self-criticism on our pit. We we put a lot of blame on ourselves versus looking for an opportunity for, for change. And that's where Linda helped me personally. And I know she's helped so many other women as well. You men need help too. I'm not saying you don't because if we can fix both genders, but Linda's just going to, you know, focus on, focus on us as girls. That's now, right. Linda, do you mostly work with women or do you work with men also? I do focus on women. I okay. have worked with men because there's a lot of the same uh, same messages that God has given us in the Bible. But mm -hmm. yes, mostly women. That's my, um, that's my, what my coaching is uh, geared toward. And I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to, uh, when I post all this stuff, I'm going to restrict uh, my wife from being able to listen or watch any of this. She might have a friend that she wants to refer to Linda. Don't ever stop right. processing. Or she might use all this information against me is, is kind of what I'm thinking. But uh, but speaking speaking to men, I mean, I, mean, I think uh, this guy right here, uh, he might be able to use some help, Linda. I don't know. Any suggestions for him? I don't need no help. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trust me, I know Jim. He needs some help. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Oh man, I'm teasing. Yeah, I'm teasing. One of the things that uh, is interesting to me is people go out there and they just keep looking and looking. And like you said, you know, they kind of seem stuck. They pick the same kind of people each time. I mean, and, and Heather mentioned that, uh, you know, you cause her, you kind of like put a mirror up in front of her face and this is who you are. So you're basically focusing on who you are, who, who, who the person is that you're coaching and finding out what their hangups or what their issues or problems are and trying to get their thinking a little bit different or, or kind of what's your approach? Yeah, great question. Yeah, and the, the the fun part, the awesome part is that we really focus on the beauty of the woman, the uniqueness of the woman, and where, you know, our culture and maybe the way we were brought up, everybody's a little bit different background. The things that are wrong with us, at one point in the work that I do, I ask a, uh, women to write a love letter to their body, and that just sends off bells and whistles. You've got to be kidding me. Look in the mirror. And if you can deal with it, look at in the mirror at yourself naked and say, look into your eyes and say, I love you so much and see what all that brings up. When I first did that with a coach that I worked with, um, my letter was, okay, we're going for this. This is what's wrong with you. And this is what's wrong with you. And this is what's wrong with you. And you need to work on this and you need to improve this. And it ended up being, wow, what a beautiful gift God has given me in this body that I have. 
in this life that I have to just kind of work through some of those those things about ourselves that we think I have to fix this, I have to change this, I can't, I'm not ready for a relationship because I'm not perfect yet. So I just want to make sure that um, that we start with the idea that it's what God has given us. He is he we're as women, we're daughters of the King of Kings. And now that makes us a princess. So we need to be allowed to be a little bit of a princess. And that's okay. Just acknowledging our own beauty and how we can love ourselves. And that's not the same as, you know, I mentioned before. It's like, I'm the goddess of the universe. I'm in charge. I'm going for it. I'm going to get what I want. I deserve. And these guys need to toe the line and be amazing. That's not the energy here. And that's not how God designed us. God, in the very first book of the Bible, there's a marriage, Adam and Eve, and God created men and women different from each other, but a perfect match for each other. And that's where we start. And really to get unstuck, a lot of times is, uh, and, and I, Heather uh, probably recognizes this story, when you go shopping, for a dress that you're going to wear to a wedding. You don't go, okay, I'm going to look for a dress and just hope you find something in the next four, four days because you're going to be struggling because you're not specific. So part of what we want to do ahead of time is figure out what we want. And as Psalm 34 says, God puts our desires in our hearts. So each one of us has a different desire, a different image for the man that, that God has already chosen for us. So do I like green dresses? Do I like long dresses? Do I like fitted dresses, flowy dresses, silk? Do I like linen? What do I want? So we work on a lot of inner work first to get ourselves um, the princess mode of being all the things that God wants us to be. And at the same time, we don't have to be perfect eight years down the road. When you're done with all your work, then you're perfect enough to go, to go looking for this man that uh, God has chosen for you. And that we don't have to do the, the pursuit because that also is what God has put into men uh, to pursue a woman, to care for her, to... Um, protect her, to help her to feel safe. Women want to feel beautiful, and I'm I'm generalizing, and men want to protect and help a woman to feel safe and to learn those differences and personalities, to honor them, and to sit back and realize them. What what is the feminine energy when you're a when you're a pushy um, masculine energy woman? How can we bring out more of our feminine energy and balance that out? So you're talking a lot about, you know, the mirror you put up in front of the woman to help her understand herself and, and these different things. So here's a question. Uh, somebody goes through a bad experience, bad relationship, abuse, or whatever the case may be. And, and let me just say this. Uh, when I say maybe they went through, they'll say, well, I was verbally abused. I was, uh, I was uh, emotionally abused. I was psychologically abused. So first thing comes in my head is, well, welcome to life. And how much of that is really factual? <clears throat> I'm just going to say it because everybody wants to blame something or somebody uh, for the issues. Uh, now, it may be real, but then you're going to have this person and and I'm so damaged and I got all this baggage. Again, I said, well, welcome to life. So life is going to be tough for everybody. This is where I'm not going to be a good dating coach because I'll just say, hey, you know, deal with it. That's life. Okay. I'm going to have to take over the host life, position here. Life, <laughs> life sometimes suck and bad things happen to everybody. Trauma happens to everybody. So 
With that said, when you get these people, so you help them discover themselves and maybe get healed themselves, um, is there a point where they have to really get honest with themselves and say, yeah, well, you know, maybe some of that was my fault, maybe this or that, and, uh, you know, life's tough. Mm -hmm. Can I piggyback on that before you answer, Linda? Sure. Okay, so um, one of the things, and from what you just shared, as well as kind of um, leading into Gus's deep analogy there, um, one of the things that, that I think might piggyback on this is the difference between surface, when we're ready to kind of start seeing something, and then the dig deeper, which is the, the work being done. And then that's where some of this comes out to kind of like what you were saying, Gus, okay, that is just life. This is, this is life. Now, how do I move forward from it? So there's the surface, which is when we reach out to Linda, like, I am struggling keeping a relationship beyond three weeks or whatever that looks like. And then there's the work that gets done, kind of like what you were talking about, Gus. That's that's what I'm my experience with Linda is, and I've got tons of experience um, that I've taken away from the work. But I came in with surface, not victim necessarily, but knowing like this is repeating. So um, I don't know if that helps at all, Linda, uh, for you to kind of uh, connect the two. Yeah, thank you. That that's a great question, and we really do look at coaching versus counseling. Counseling and and they overlap a lot, but just a kind of a clarification is. Coaching is more focused on where you are now and where you're going from here. Um, part of the work that we do is healing, releasing the path. Okay, I want to let go. I have this relationship that I'm just stuck. It was awful. It was abusive. It was narcissistic. It was whatever it was. Uh, and like you said, Gus, what was my part of that? And that can be that can be a rough. Um, conversation to have because really I didn't do anything. I didn't deserve any of it. I'm the victim here. To be able to even say those words, and words are so powerful, as mm -hmm. we know from what the Bible says all the way through. Saying I'm a victim is a, is a phrase that we're never going to say again, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, what is my responsibility? And there's a balance there between will I set my boundaries in the future and never be never be physically abused again? Will I never choose a narcissist again? What does that mean? And how did I attract a narcissist? How did I attract an abuser? I'm a registered nurse and it's pretty typical for registered nurses to be, I'll take care of you. And my first husband was, a, was an addict and we, we had a lot of amazing experiences together. We learned a lot together. We have two beautiful children and I won't marry an addict again. And that isn't in my, in, you know, in my, future plans for any woman, we can work work through those things. And I don't mean to minimize the value of of therapy and all the work that goes with that. But yeah, and part of part of being God's um, the daughter of the king is what is what is God telling me in obedience to him? How, what do I have to clean up in my life that God wants me to look at and clean up? And that's part of this inner work that we do is my own accountability for myself, for me to want to attract a man who is a godly man, who is a leader, who is following God's plan for how a man should be in a relationship. What am I bringing to that relationship? And do I uh, present myself with equal value for what God wants me to be? to be ready for that relationship. Once you're going through this, let's say you get someone to that point and they're understanding, okay, well, you know, what's my responsibility and, uh, you know, what's my job uh, in all this? At some point, it, uh, since you're a dating coach, at some point, we've got to be ready to go back out there and we've got to be ready to attract somebody, I guess, because the, the, the men are going to be the chasers. So how does that play out? I mean, so you, you don't want to be the pursuer necessarily. You want to be pursued. Take me 
through that step or that transition from the point where, okay, you're ready. It's time to hit the field. I'm going to put you in the game. Explain that little transition right there. Right. Yeah. And it really is different for everyone there. The, one of my key mentors, it was, is a very, very introverted woman. And she follows a process that really and she talks about energetics. And I really do believe, you know, I mean, there was, there was a woman who knew that if she just touched Jesus' robe, she would be healed. So there's an energy about us. We're created as humans to have an energy about us. It's kind of like walking down a dark alley as a woman. Whoop, we feel that creepy energy walking into a room that's very pleasant. And we just want to be there and be with the people who are in the room. That's a different kind of energy. So we can even attract someone. And this has happened. Um, many times we can attract someone who fits uh who god has chosen for us into our home uh women have married the cable guy or somebody who comes to the door saying i'm lost i'm looking for this address so it isn't it isn't a masculine type of pursuit it's more of changing the energy that we have and bringing people to us that are attracted to the energy that we have if we're i mean we live our lives though we want to have a full life going to church going out with friends uh going to the store you can let a guy know at uh, when you're checking out bananas <laughs> that you think he's pretty cute and a, a conversation can happen from there um, some of my clients I have worked with for several months, and they're really introverted. They want to get it all together. One's a PhD, one is a CFO, and they want all their ducks in a row before they step forward. And they're they're taking some encouragement right. from me to, we got your profile ready. Let's get you out there and see what's happening. Another client that I'm working with now just worked with me for a few weeks, and she said, "Wow, I was praying, and God said, get out there now." So we put her profile together and it doesn't always have to be online and she started online dating and she's been dating an amazing guy now for several weeks uh, a christian widower who's really honoring her and treating her like she's never been treated before so uh it's individual but we do follow uh, some step. When you put your toe in the water uh, depends on, on the situation. Is part of the process, uh, so let's say you're in the store, like the, the example you gave and, uh, you know, uh, she says you're kind of cute or whatever and a conversation gets going. Is part of that process helping somebody to actually put themselves out there like that? Because rejection's a biggie. Nobody likes rejection. And I had read a book uh, a number of years ago when I was single um, and, and I don't even know why I picked it up because uh, I never thought I needed any help dating. Uh, but this book was about dating and it was a real thin paperback. And, and on the back of it was a really beautiful woman picture of the author. So she was writing this. One of the things she said was that most men were afraid to come up to her because they were just intimidated. And she said, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, they're not going to pull a gun out and shoot you. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to say no, or they're going to say yes. I mean, that was it. Well, it just so happened that the week before I was in a family video back when they still had those stores, and um, there was this really beautiful redhead behind the counter. I, I just recall, you know, how beautiful she was. And I left the store. I didn't say anything. Uh, but then I thought, okay, so what's the worst thing that can happen? So the next Friday, because she was working that Friday night, I figured I'll go back on a Friday night. So I went back and she was there and the place was packed, a bunch of people in line. It was like three ladies behind the counter. And so I just walked right, right up to the side of the counter and I said, hey, excuse me a minute, but... Um, I was here last week. I saw you. I saw how beautiful you were. Everybody's listening now at this point. I got everybody's attention. 
And I said, and when I go to my grave, I don't want to have a regret and wonder what if, you know, I just decided I wanted to come in and ask you if you wanted to meet out for a coffee or something. Well, at that point, she showed me her fingers. She was married, which I didn't see that the week before. So I'm like, okay, I asked, I came, I asked, I have no regrets. Thank you. And I walked out and I'm like, okay, that was easy. <laughs> so pretty much that point in my life, I decided that I'm not going to be shy. I'm just going to put it out there and just be honest, because really, what's the worst anyone's going to do? I can shoot you. They can just say yes or no, right? So is that one of the things, I mean, do you teach how to just put yourself out there in that uncomfortable zone and be honest? Yeah, I love what you said. And that's, a, it's a very masculine approach. And that's how you see it. And I love that. To, it's a perfect example of that. And this, one of the secrets I'll say today is that women really do the choosing, but we don't do the pursuing. So for us, we learn to indicate to a man that we have an interest in them. And sometimes men need, and really, like you know, use, use the word rejection. And one of my mentors said, there is no such thing as rejection. It's just the wrong fit or not a great fit. Mm -hmm. So getting used to that idea, it's never rejection. That one just didn't work out helps us with our um, with our courage. But if you see someone that you're interested in, smiling, looking down, smiling again, looking down, maybe saying something, helps them to know that we have an interest in them without saying, hey, I'm interested in you. What do you think? Do you want to go have some coffee with me? That would be a masculine approach, which, which works fine if you're interested in a man who's okay with you having masculine energy all the time. We talk about alpha men, beta men. I mean, uh, a person, a man who has mostly alpha energy is that pursuer, the strength. And then the beta energy is also goes with it. I mean, we, God, is, God is powerful and omnipotent and he created the world and he is almighty and he has that energy but he also has the that compassionate comforter and and Jesus and his amazing compassion and care and love all those are within God and this image that God created us in isn't all masculine or all feminine in the male and in the female. Um, but just having those different approaches and learning ways to be in, a, in the way that I believe God has designed for women, um, that you went ahead and went back there and said, I'm going to go back and talk to her. That's a very masculine energy. For us, when we see someone at the gym, and we smile at them and nothing happens and we see them again a few weeks later and smile at them and maybe you know get on the treadmill next to them and you know just make a comment and then leave it i call it dropping the hanky let them know that you're interested ask them a question but don't do the inviting uh, if that makes any sense so jim i hope you're taking notes for the flip side and other men that are listening to this, I hope you guys are hearing the flip side of a woman's possible mindset to being pursued. But Linda, I want to just drop some some purposeful reasons for the women that are listening, why they would want to work with you, right? So um, some things that come to mind from what you guys have just shared is that pivot for a woman that feels we talked about stuck earlier to being open guess you you um showed your boldness and so forth but my thought is like we have to be open right you asked about uh the profiles and so forth linda helped me there was a time where she had encouraged me you know this might be a good season for you to you know this is a really good time to 
um, get unmatched. It was December and apparently December is a good month. Don't ask me why, right? And I was scared. I wasn't open for it the first time that she had suggested. She saw it in me. I still needed my readiness ruler to be a little bit higher, right? And so that is a piece. So women that are listening to this podcast that Linda works with you on that openness. Um, another piece, and I just want to drop this, is Linda, if you'll speak to this, because this was so valuable to me. And to this day, I still do this, is making space for someone. Um, Y'all, I'm 52 years old and I have been alone for a number of years. I have not been um, in a a live-in relationship with anybody since 2012 when I um, went through my divorce. And so my fear that I came to Linda with was how do I know that I can actually bring somebody into my life and into my home because I had a wall up. And and that is just a big piece making, because we can flirt, like the, the guy can flirt with you in the store or whatever, but it can come to a stop if we don't move our readiness ruler up. And so I just wanted to drop those nuggets. And again, uh, the gentleman listening, I hope you hear the flip side of this to what women are seeking, especially on the godly side. So Linda, I just wanted to throw that in there. Sorry, guess. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, making space for a man in your life. And, you know, I, I own my own home. So, and I'm proud of it. I'm proud of you know, who I am, what I've done. And a lot of women who are professionals, who are who are accomplished, who are happy with the lives that they have, but there's just that one part and they want that relationship and it's huge. When we think about making space for a man in our lives, what we start with is not a big change, but uh, create, uh, open a drawer, empty out a drawer somewhere and just leave it empty and say, that's his drawer and put, uh, you know, maybe, For me, I have a double attached garage. Move my car over from the middle over to the side and there's a space. And then realize, journal about it. How does that make you feel? Woo, Uh, I don't know. What do I think about some guy being in my house and this is my house and I did this to my house to make it amazing like it is. And to just, we work through that and talk about that. Um, And it doesn't mean, oh, you're not ready. It just gets us used to that idea. Uh, One of the questions that one of my coaches asked me, if your uh, husband showed up to you in three weeks, uh, how would you feel about that? And I thought, wow, three weeks, that's pretty soon. Uh, What would I need to do in three weeks to get ready for him? And we worked through things to get me to the point where I'm ready for him to walk up to the door today. I'm ready to meet him in church today. So it it is part of the process, but it makes uh, taking a step actually in that direction by by your husband to be a card that and you know some women give them that card on the day that they get married right you're writing a card to somebody you don't know yet but you're intentionally um opening yourself like like you said heather that's beautiful uh, and the conversations that you taught me to have mm-hmm. like ladies that are listening to this like honestly um th- this is a big piece I feel that helps a lot of women. I know you work with many women, not just me, but it really made a difference because we can date and it can stay surface. But if we truly desire what is meant to be, you know, um, the the marriage and the godly home and so forth, we have to go beyond surface. So I have a real quick question. Uh, and I'm going to ask this of Jim because he's the other uh, other dude here. Jim, since you're single and what are, you th- what are your thoughts on... Uh, 
us being more the pursuers, do you see a point where it's like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to pursue that anymore because I'm just not getting the signals maybe? Yeah, I, I get that a lot. Um, I, I feel that, you know, a lot of times, you know, the women will show an interest and then it's like, do you, I think it's, it boils down to expectations of you know, a man and, you know, you can only pursue to a certain point and then you feel like you're kind of, you know, chasing something that's really not there. So with that said, Linda, because I talk to Jim pretty much every day, you know, we talk about stuff because we're guys. One of the things that I believe is, is there's always time. Someone, you know, when they say, well, I, you know, I got busy, I, I, whatever, whatever the excuse is there, that's just all it is an excuse. Uh, Cause there's always time. It's just a matter of where you're at on someone's list of priorities. Uh, I tell my own daughter, uh, I pay for, you know, we pay for her phone and, and she, uh, well, I got busy. I yeah, no, no, don't give me that. There's always time. It's just, I'm not your priority. Your friends are your priority. This or that's your priority. What are some of the signals or signs that we can look for to say, okay, that, you know, it's not rejection. They're just not a fit. I'm just going to stop. Well, a couple of the, I guess, mantras, quotes, whatever you want to call it is everyone gets love. If God put the desire in your heart for love and you get love, and that doesn't mean the people who are okay with not, with not having a relationship need to get into one. That's not what we're saying. But if you have a desire for one, there's one for you. And the other one is you can't mess it up with the right one. I've, there's so many stories of a woman who met a guy online and um, she hadn't met him in person yet. And they finally, they talked on the phone and then they set up this date and she got pink eye the day that she was supposed to meet him and they had just hit it off and she was so disappointed. So she called him up and she said, oh goodness, I got pink eye. I still want to see you. And he said, well, let's just meet. And they met and then they ended up getting married, you know, the happily ever after story. So it, if it's meant to be, it will happen. And that's part of it is just trusting that you can't mess it up. It isn't like, oh, I had a bad hair day or whatever. And then um, when you're like you were saying, Jim, when, you know, you're putting all your energy into it and women do this too. We think, okay, I'm just going to be charming. I'm going to be wonderful. I'm going to cook him dinner and I'm going to be, you know, go to the movie he wants to go to and I'm going to uh, go to the car races that he wants to go to. And then where's the reciprocation? And that's that expectation that we each have on both sides is I do have expectation. And that's what helps with the work that I do. I'm, I'm an operating room nurse by uh, my background. So we do it fast. We do it great. We're prepared ahead of time. And we move on to the next one. And it sounds very, very heartless sort of. But not, like you were saying, Gus, don't waste time. We're not going to waste time on some... Uh, um, some relationship that isn't taking us anywhere. And we get good at how to um, date and enjoy it and know quickly whether it's worth pursuing or not for either side. And what we want to do ourselves to um, make ourselves more fun. I mean, it's really being who we are. It isn't pretending like we're, we're Jim Carrey when we're, you know, someone who's straight and, and maybe a, a professor of, of history. No, you, you have a website? I do. Okay, so I'm going to, uh, you're going to send that to me. You don't need to say it right now. You can send that to me and I'm going to make sure it's in the description of this so we can put it out there and any other information that you have that you want us to put out there for people to contact you. So with that said, um, what would you say uh, kind of as a, a parting uh, thing, because we're going to we're going to probably cut this off here shortly. What would be like your 
biggest thing that you want people to take away from this? Yeah, I think the main thing is if you really want to have a relationship, to go for it. And one of the most common things I hear from women is, well, if God wanted me to have a relationship, I would already have one. And you say that about a job. If I, if God wanted me to have a job, he would bring me a job. I'm sitting here in my house watching TV or looking at Netflix. You pursue the things that you want and those desires that are in your heart. And if God wants you to have a relationship, he puts a desire in your heart. Faith and action are the keys. Continuing to believe in God and trusting in him and then taking the actions. Those are the regular things to do. Then we get clear about what we want and step forward in faith. Awesome. With that said, I want to thank you for being on the show. And uh, hopefully a lot of people listen. If they're interested in needing some help or they're struggling to overcome some things in their past through relationships, you know, they'll reach out to you. So, um, and find out. Now, Heather, before we sign off, anything else you want to say? Um, any results from all the techniques you used? Anything you want to expound on? Am I putting, I'm putting her on a hot spot. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> um, prior to working with Linda, I was always praying for my soulmate. Um, I just did not know how to. To show up differently so that I was um, the person that my soulmate needed as well. So we did a little bit of self-work. I'm currently building a relationship with somebody that I met a couple of months ago, and it's been fun. And I am using the tools that Linda had um, taught me that I needed, prioritizing and God first. And that was a big deal for who was going to be allowed into my life. With that, I just want to thank everyone for being here. We, we want to encourage everyone to uh, please subscribe, like, and hit the bell on YouTube and follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple. Uh, those are actually the main two. We're on all the podcast platforms, but Spotify and Apple are kind of the big ones. Uh, I believe 50% of uh, all listeners are on Spotify and another 20% on Apple's. It gives you an idea where most people listen to podcasts at. So uh, with that said, um, we do have some things coming out here that uh, we haven't had. We, we've kind of taken a little bit of a lull for a few weeks here, but we're going to uh, get that cranking back up again. So you'll want to stay, uh, stay tuned and be notified if you hit the following and subscribe, you'll be notified uh, when new things come out. And we've got some celebrities coming up. We've got some really pretty interesting podcasts coming up. So we want to encourage you to go ahead and follow and subscribe. This is Gus, Three Famous Guys, and Jim, Three Famous Guys, and Heather uh, are uh, kind of being our regular co-host now with Linda Geigers. Please go ahead and uh, uh, look in the description below for her information if you want to contact her. With that, this is Gus, Jim, Three Famous Guys, and we're out of here. Thanks for checking out Three Famous Guys. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. For more information or to try and uncover more about your mystifying hosts, check them out online at www.3famousguys.com. That's www.3famousguys.com. We'll see you next time.